Kyoto. It's just me today. I'm talking about a whole bunch of things, but to summarize, it's pretty much your New Year's podcast about setting goals and strategizing and planning out your time, but in February. So, you know, often we get partway through the year and realize, oh, maybe I've fallen off this wagon a bit. So hopefully this serves as a really cool reminder about some stuff and maybe it sparks something for you. I just want to also say a huge thank you, na mihi kia koutou, to everybody who has been a part of conversations on the Scrapbook of Pioneers podcast so far. It has been so valuable to have your input and your stories, and I've heard so many awesome stories and encouragement from everybody who's been listening, and yeah, so thank you, and thank you to everyone who listens. I so appreciate that you take time out of your week to listen to these stories and conversations and I hope that you find something useful in them. If you are finding something useful in them please share it on. I really would love to continue to grow this podcast. I think what it's sharing and the perspective that it brings is really valuable and might actually be able to help some other people realize some things that they've hidden away or covered up with a whole bunch of other things that they're doing uh, that are in there that they really want to set free on the world. And I'd love to be able to see that happen. And so if you want to be a part of helping that, maybe just share it with one person or um, just tell someone about it, even have a conversation about something that you've been thinking about because of one of these conversations or because of someone's story. 100%, that would be awesome. Anyway, enjoy and happy belated New Year's. Our family did these big annual camping trips to the lake. One of my favorite memories of my grandfather was him swimming out to the buoy every morning, bright and early, rain or shine. He'd be out there, stroke after stroke, and he'd come back to what we call Tent City, and he'd make his porridge. That signaled that the day had begun. Consistency. Showing up for yourself. Doing the hard thing every day. I want to share a little bit of my love-hate relationship with goals, strategy, daily routine, habits, and consistency. My grandfather modeled quite a few of these very, very well, especially when it comes to consistency and that single thing of swimming out every morning to the boy. In the past, I've never really set goals. I hated setting goals, actually. It I remember people talking about things called SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and they have a time frame. And I just did not want to do any. I thought it was ridiculous. If I wrote down a goal, it would kind of be airy-fairy in a sentence, maybe like, oh, I'd like to do this one day or very non-committal. I told myself I felt confined by goals that were very specific and The truth is I think I was afraid of failure because once you write your goals down and you turn your dreams into actionable steps with dates, it's on you. Your consistency and commitment are the only factors that could possibly hold you back. Failure to me meant you weren't enough. So if I had a goal that I didn't achieve, it was better to just not even try write the goal in the first place and then... I wouldn't have failed, right? Like just don't even try and then you can't fail. But now I understand it so differently. Like failure isn't something you can avoid by not going out there and trying. Failure happens. I'm trying to learn to expect it, not avoid it. 
I'm trying to train myself to see failure as a learning opportunity and a work in progress. Something that I can look back on and go, oh, this time where I fell down or I didn't quite meet what I wanted to or I set myself a challenge and I didn't achieve that challenge. But in that process, I learned so much and I can improve from that. In the past, I've looked back over a period of time and realized I've accidentally achieved something that I wanted to grow in or do. But setting one of those airy-fairy goals and then a year back, a year later, I look back and I go, oh, wow, I actually got better at this thing or became more confident in this or whatever it was. And I look back and I go, oh, what do you know? Isn't that great? It happened. But I never actually committed myself to it and getting to the end is actually kind of anticlimactic because I go, oh, yeah, I did that. That's cool. And it's a win, but I didn't intentionally do it. And neither did I really recognize the process that I went through to become better at that thing or grow in that area. And I really value being intentional in how I live. So accidentally doing things and accidentally achieving something or accidentally growing in a space was not going to propel me in the direction I wanted to go. This sounds so ridiculous, but it's actually a relatively recent realization that if I want something to happen, I can't just sit back and wait for it to come. You actually have to work for it consistently, show up. And when I talk about showing up, I'm talking about what you bring to a space and when you're with other people, when you're showing up, like if you're pulling up in your car, that's you're showing up to a party or whatever it is, that's kind of the initial thought that showing up brings. But it's also showing up for yourself. So if you've got an, a goal or a commitment that you've made to yourself, you are just as accountable to yourself as you would be to someone else. It's building that self-discipline and building a bit of a rhythm as well where you're slowly increasing the amount of trust that you have towards yourself. So start really, really small and achievable and increase that trust slowly. Because if you try to jump real big and you fail flat, you tend to get quite discouraged really quick. So I, there's a few things, for example, like one of my things is with food. I often use food as advice. So if I'm not often, not anymore, I'm trying to change my language, I would use food to avoid facing something that I didn't like or stress or a certain emotion or whatever it was and I would eat and that was actually really unhealthy because sometimes I didn't need to be eating so for me I built up this negative kind of view of it in my head so I started viewing food really badly but I also didn't trust myself anymore so I had to strip right back and start really small, start trusting myself with one small thing, not to eat that one extra apricot or whatever it was. And slowly you build that up more and more. And you're building up that level of trust with yourself so that when push comes to shove and it hits the ground, you've suddenly got this whole trust bank with yourself because you've been showing up for yourself every day 
whatever that is for you, if there's something that you've really, really struggled with or just have no confidence in yourself to achieve anymore, whatever that is, it's really great to identify that and go, oh, wow, right now I'm struggling to trust myself with this or I have really low confidence in myself in this particular area. Why is that? Try dig into that and then slowly build up your trust and show up for yourself consistently, just really small. That's what showing up is to me. You need strategy to get to purpose, John Maxwell. To be able to live a life that you feel is meaningful, challenges you, connects you to others, you have to have some kind of drive or way of getting there. You can't just create some random cloud in the sky and then hope that from you on the ground, someday you're going to land on the cloud. If you want to have purpose and love who you get to grow into being and what you get to do, it doesn't just happen. For me, I started by articulating who I want to be. I want to be someone who creates spaces that empower others. This sounds really simple. It took me a good number of hours sifting through things that I love, my strengths, my values, what I want to bring to spaces, the things that I get lost in time doing that I just could spend all day and forget about food and all these other things, what I want to be when I show up, who I want to be, all those things. I took all of that and I went, okay, where does this leave me? What's the common factor here? And that is who I wanted to be. I want to be someone who creates spaces that empower others. And this changes and evolves, like it's not set in stone, but that's the first step that I took into kind of creating some kind of purpose or strategy, I guess, to reach my goals and to be able to live the kind of life that I really want to live um, intentionally rather than by accident. Out of that, I set my goals. So from my values, each kind of value lines up with different goals. These are the things that I want to do in this year or in my lifetime. It might be long term, it might be short term, it might be who I want to continue to become, what I'd like to do. I see there's two types of goals, being and doing. I'd describe being as character development and doing things you'd like to accomplish or experience. So when you're looking at being and doing, then you break that up into categories of what you consider to be foundational to your life and well-being. So for me, uh, some core ones are health, spirituality, social, and professional. So that's kind of work life, health and fitness, how I spend time with myself, tuning in to what I'm hearing from the spirit, whatever those are, those foundations to you, you lay those out and you figure out what goals you want to set in each area. Go big. Think of something and then push it. You want to sit between easy and completely unfathomable where you are now. So this is something, so for example, for me, something easy now would be one push-up. Something that's completely unfathomable would be doing 100 push-ups unbroken. That sounds ridiculous. So I want to sit somewhere in between that. I want to be pushing it slightly, 
so that I'm kind of edging towards that zone of, wow, I didn't know I could do this, but not too easy. Because if it's too easy, you often aren't actually fully engaged in it. And your brain, for me, I definitely find this, that if I set something too easy, my brain goes, oh, I think I could do that. So why should I? Why should I even try if it's not a challenge, which is ridiculous, but I think I'm quite competitive in that sense. So you want to sit between that scale. So not too easy, but not crazy, crazy hard for where you are currently. My preference is always to lean towards the unfathomable, just because I think that makes it way more interesting. Push those boundaries. For long-term goals that are centered around doing things rather than being, I've found it's really, really cool to break them down and put numerical values beside them. It seems a little bit outrageous, but doing that and putting money or figures or amounts beside these things, especially if they're material or things that you can actually purchase or even valuing your time, putting that beside it gives you a really great idea of where you're going and how much you need to get there. So, for example, I'd really love to get on the property ladder. Let's break that down. How much is what I'm looking for? Do I want two bedrooms, one bedroom? How much land? Do I just want land? Do I want to build? All those questions. What are the mortgage repayments? Bundle all of those up and break it down into figures. Put numerical values next to them. So, I want a house that's within $400,000 to $500,000. Looking in that zone from where I am now, could I get a mortgage? Working all of that out and putting it next to it puts it into really tangible facts for your brain. Makes it really easy to get your head around, even though there might be quite big numbers sometimes. But I really recommend that for if it's a material thing that you're saving for or something you'd like to get to in that goal. I think that's great. And as I've said, break it down. If you've got a really big goal, so if I wanted to be an astronaut, I'd want to break that down. So to become an astronaut, what do I need? Oh, okay, I need to speak a few different languages. Maybe I should learn Russian and French and really work on my English. What else do I need? Oh, my fitness. Break it down even more. Okay, this week I'm going to learn the alphabet in Russian. I have no idea. Break it down really, really simple so that's super easy and achievable and plan those steps into your time. Consistency. Constantly chip away at it. Show up day in, day out, push past the feelings and go. Obviously, you're not a robot. Still be aware of what's happening. But when I say push past the feelings, I more mean don't let yourself give in just because. Just because it's easier to sit and watch Netflix, or do something else that isn't actually going to drive you to where you want to be. Get up each morning and swim to the boy, even when no one else is with you. So every week, how I do this is I plan what I'm doing and what I'm not doing. What I'm not doing is the white space in my calendar. I will ask one partai at the start of each week. So I ask one question. And that is, will this move me towards where I want to be? Before I put that in my calendar, if I answer, Cole, no, okay, 
that thing, whatever it is, is not going in the calendar. If it's yes, then great. Add it in, schedule it, move it around. That's awesome. I find that's really good. I am really trying this year. One of my goals is actually discernment into looking into how I invest my time into things. Rather than doing a whole bunch of things, if I can list the three things that I'm focusing on right now on my hand and give a reason for why I'm doing them, that's awesome. If I'm spending my time doing 13 different things, my week is so spread is spread so thinly that I'm not actually going anywhere, but I'm rather just an octopus trying to reach out and hold a whole bunch of stuff up. That's not going to get me to anywhere that I want to be, at least not very fast or at a, or at a rapid pace. So look at that and then break them down and put them in your calendar. Track progress. I started reflecting each week before I planned the week ahead. How did I do last week towards my goals? How did I spend my time? What can I hone in on and grow? Ask those questions. I really want to highlight as well, it all sounds quite serious. Like I go back to my fear of setting goals and con- being quite confined to the structure and all this stuff and making sure it's all correct and that I'm on time and all of that. That's awesome. Structure is really great. It's a springboard. It can help you grow in other areas and improve. And for me, I think it can help me enjoy my life. Because when I feel like I'm living in a meaningful way, I really love my days. I go to bed regardless of what's happened in the day, whether or not I've achieved something, quote unquote, achieved something or succeeded at something, or if everything completely went to custard, I know that I have loved what's happened. And I just really want to highlight that. And I do try to have some practices in my life where I enjoy each moment. For me, often that's if I'm walking down the stairs in the morning, I look out the window and I admire the sky as the sun's rising and the clouds or appreciate the birds. Those really small things, love those. Highlight those, remember those, and enjoy them. I think that's so important. It's awesome to have some kind of structure and habits and routines, but flexibility is also incredible. Track your progress. I can't recommend that enough. I've started reflecting each week before I plan the week ahead on how do I feel about the week that's just been. I try to break it down into two areas. What I really loved about the week that's just been, whether that's that I woke up naturally before my alarm, that I got good sleep, that I interacted with people around me really well, that I showed grace to people when I was annoyed, that I responded in a kind way, that when I didn't respond in a kind way, that I went back and tried to rebuild that relationship or improve my interaction with them. All those things, what I loved and really appreciated, but also those things that I really want to grow in. The things that I noticed in my week that maybe didn't go so well. The times where I got quite overwhelmed and maybe felt pressured and reached for food. Those things. Noticing those and being really self-aware. Reflecting on them and then looking to the week ahead to see how you can maybe reduce those things or improve, remove those triggers. Whatever it is for you what you appreciated, and the things you want to grow in. I found that really, really awesome. 
And then those other parts I of how did I do towards my goals? My long-term goals, how am I looking? Did I progress towards any of them? You don't have to try progress to all of them at once. I really want to highlight this. For each week, I set different priorities. So if my priority for one week is this week, I'm working on my podcast and I'm working on business. Those are the two things, whatever it is, or if it's five things or six things for you, whatever your priorities are, you don't have to do all your goals and progress towards them every week. I don't know if you've ever learned about habit building, but one of the things that they say is to not take on too many habits at once because often you can get quite overwhelmed and not succeed in any of them or not progress in any of them. I think that's quite similar with goals. Ask how you track towards them, but just prioritize certain ones for different weeks, for different seasons where it works better, but have a wider strategy so that you're not just planning week by week and you know that if this week I'm working on these two goals, then maybe next week I'll work on two different goals, whatever it works. Find something that works for you. Some other really great parts I ask in my reflection time is how did I spend my time last week? Did I spend it on stuff that was moving towards where I want to be? Kind of like the parts I when you're setting your week and planning it out first, which is will this thing move me towards where I want to be? You go I or Cole? Yes or no? Celebrate. Ah, there's an awesome song called Celebrate More by Lecrae, which I really love. It was in my playlist for probably a good couple of months last year. And it's really cool. Give it a listen. But celebrate the process. I can't, like, emphasize this enough. Celebrate the process. Enjoy the little moments. And learn to love the failures as well, if that's possible. Learn to love the discomfort of not succeeding or not achieving what you wanted. Or learn to love things going completely wrong. Which, as crazy as that sounds, I think it's 100% possible. If you can learn to love when plans go completely obscure and don't go anything to like you had played them out in your head, that is one of the most amazing and beautiful skills because there's a lot of joy in finding like those moments that we would call inconveniences amazing and you can learn so much from them. And also, that's such a great opportunity to learn and grow when you're thrown out of your plan and into that discomfort zone. You go, oh, I don't know what's happening here. And sometimes things like anxiety and stress and being overwhelmed can rise up. But if you're able to, in the midst of that, go, wow, this is actually such an amazing thing that I get to have this space where things get to go wrong and I get to problem solve and choose how I respond. How cool is that? So celebrate the process, the failures and the wins. You can celebrate the wins as well. I give you permission. (laughs) No, you give yourself permission. That's awesome. Daily living. This is another space. So we're talking about weekly progress and planning those weeks, but also daily living. So you go week and then day, day by day. This is an awesome way to go. Sometimes if I'm in a really hard workout, we break up reps really, really small. So today when I was doing, um, uh, I think it was 25 press-ups or so, and I broke it up. At one point I was just doing three press-up reps. 
because it was a bit of a grind and it was as many rounds as possible. And so I broke it up really, really small. Three, 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 and then go again. Break things up into the day as well. So translate your big goals into your daily life. Something I learned about myself over the past two years is that for me to be able to get to the end of a day and go, wow, that was a really cool day, regardless of whether or not I achieved or succeeded at anything, there's four different aspects. And I really encourage you to see if there's a common denominator between the days that you go to bed feeling really satisfied or full or just really pleased with how the day went, even if it didn't go to plan for you. For me, those four things are flexibility, challenge, focus, and connection. Try to think of those days where you've gone to bed going, wow, I really loved today. And think about what was happening in that day. How were you feeling? Uh, How was your health? What were the things that you did that day that made that day really cool? Who did you hang out with in that day? How did you spend that time? Ask all those questions and then try to find that kind of recipe in a way. I see it as a really good foundation and a check for me to go. If I get to the end of the day and I'm feeling not happy with how the day's been, I often ask myself, hey, did you do these things? Were you flexible? Did you go with challenges or things that came up that didn't go to plan? And did you run with them? Did you challenge yourself? Did you go beyond what you thought you could do? Did you focus? Did you have some time where you could get into like the zone or whatever you call it and focus and get some stuff done or learn something? Did you connect with someone? Often, if I have asked all those questions and it's a yes, it might just be that I'm really not feeling great. And that's all good as well. But I find it's a really good recipe to feel quite satisfied with a day and find really awesome purpose in the everyday life and the small things. Track your progress and celebrate. Celebrating is one of the coolest parts. Just enjoy it. The times that things go completely to custard and all your plans go out the window and it's super, super frustrating, try to revel in that and love it. I find laughing at it is one of the best ways to deal with it. As soon as I realize how hilarious the situation is or how much I've been caught up in something, whether I was thinking about the time that I'm on, the time schedule or whatever it was, as soon as I learn to laugh at that, that really helps. So celebrate those moments. One of the coolest things is that we get to choose how we respond, how we live, how we treat others. That is absolutely amazing. And I really encourage you to do things on purpose rather than accident. Thank you.